Praise God. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. Tonight we're going to deal with 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the 17th verse. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Glory to God. Hariyara Shabbat. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord God. We thank you for what we're about to share from your son. Bless his name in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when I thought about this, it said momentary light affliction. And of course, this is what God said to me after I spent three extra days in Senegal trying to get up out of there and they were demanding um, COVID tests and then I had to pay $1,300 for another ticket and it was one thing after another and had to stay in a hotel. And I was like, Lord, and he just called it a momentary light affliction. And I was like, huh? You know, and then when I thought about it, I said, look at Job, look at Esther, Look at uh, Jacob. Look at all of the people who went through struggles. Look at Moses. Look at uh, the woman who gave birth to uh, Jabez. Look at the wife of uh, the mother of Ichabod and how the glory had left the Lord's house and the struggle she went through. These things that we go through are nothing in comparison. God calls them a momentary light affliction. And at first, that you know, that kind of stings. It's a little bit offensive. It's like, wait a minute, it hurt me? And he knows that. But see, we have to get the right perspective. When we talk about light affliction, it's elephron, E-L-A-P-H-R-O-N. When we talk momentary, because see, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. So that's paratika, P-A-R-A-U-T-I-K-A. Affliction is thalipsos, T-H-L-I-P-S-E-O-S, and it means persecution. So it's not something we consider like distress, pressure, even tribulation. But the word of God says that it works. That's the key. The pressure, the stress, the struggles, the trials, the afflictions work. Remember the word of God says all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. And it's amazing that the cross reference to 2 Corinthians 4.17 is Romans 8.18, which is only a few verses up from uh, nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But this working is katergeztai, K-A-T-E-R-G-A-Z-T-A-I. And just that gaze part makes me think, keep your eyes on the line, on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the prize. In other words, we've got to finish the race. We've got to come through in a fashion that's worthy of our calling, worthy of the cross. And speaking of the cross, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, 
It says that these things are changing us into the same image as we go from glory to glory. What is that glory? It's docao. What did Jesus ask the Father for in John 17? He said, restore unto me the glory that I had with you before the world was. Hallelujah. And how did that glory get restored to him? He had to go through some things. He had to suffer persecution, distress, pressure, tribulation, affliction. He was crucified. It, it is in that, that, that vessel that's crushed, that's pressed press down, that goes through vast intensive heat and struggle that the glory comes out. And the word of God tells us that that glory in 1 Peter 5.10, it's a fullness of God's, the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in who Christ will himself restore, secure, and establish us. And then I refer you back to Christ. Did he not restore him? Did he not get him up on the third day? Did he not say all power has been given unto me and in heaven and in earth? Did he not say go ye therefore and surely goodness and mercy shall follow us the same way all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We need not worry about what we're going through or to we need not worry about whatever, whoever, whenever, however, because God's got it. Turn to somebody, if you even have to turn your camera to the selfie point and say, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Because God is saying that the glory you're going to get vastly outweighs your suffering. Suffering. It's incomparable to the glory you're going to get. It's surpassing to excessiveness. It says in other translations, it's transcendent. It is endless. It is blessedness. It is a limitless eternity of eternities. And the tremendous greatness of this glory outweighs all the trouble. It's beyond all measure. Remember the word of God says, though this outward man may perish through all of this stuff, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Study to show yourself approved as a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing what? The word of truth. That's how we get that daily renewal. And it says, don't fix your eyes on the unseen I mean, on the seen and the temporal, the things that are visible to you up front. But fix your eyes on the unseen and the eternal. In other words, as we used to sing as children, hold to his hands God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Because you have a building not made by hands. God is looking for you to reflect the express image of his son. In 1 Peter 5.10, we will have that fullness. 
we will have that glory, 2 Corinthians 3.18, if we endure, if we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and we faint not. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat the small stuff. God's got it all in control. Amen. God bless you.